Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really truly means to live a life divine. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello, Cosmic Family, beloved tribe. I'm so happy to be back with another episode of Divine Throughline, sharing with you guys across the airwaves all around planet Earth on subjects of life, spirituality, and how we exchange and experience this very human life uh, with the awareness of the divinity that is our birthright. So before I get started today, I just want to take a moment and just create the container so that uh, we may have the highest exchange available to us in this moment. So if you would just gather your energy and I'm going to close my eyes and enter into a silent zero point space in the center of my heart. And as I ignite the spiral of time throughout all layers of reality, dimensions, timelines, and the void, I expand my energetic blueprint to receive all that is needed and necessary so that I may be the highest expression of divine information flowing through, within, and around me. May each being listening to this podcast receive only what is necessary for their own individual evolution and expansion. It is with great reverence that I serve in this way, in devotion, in love, in beauty, in authenticity, in creativity. I stand as the channel of communication in this moment, and so it is. Hey, Tribe. It's really cool to be back recording the podcast. I've, uh, I took a long break this summer. Actually, it turned into four or five months, I guess. <laughs> anyway, it feels really good to be back. Um, I recently returned from my first self-mastery retreat on the island of Gozo um, near Malta. It was an extraordinary experience, uh, one environment where I was actually able to truly dive in and serve as a facilitator for an expansive experience for three very, very special women. I just want to give a shout out to Santrice, to Rose, and to Anita for joining me there. It was really, truly um, memorable and uh, definitely a powerful experience. So I'm extremely honored to be able to hold this space for others um, to really step into the embodiment of what it means to live a life divine. So um, that was amazing. I have another trip there coming up in June. It's going to be June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd on the island of Gozo. There will be only eight participants um, for this event. So if you are interested, you can email me at srimatimusic at gmail.com. I will um, submit an application, give you all the pricing and the details, and if you want to be considered, um, I will have you apply, and then I go into meditation and really um, discern if this is the right program for you, 
Um, but don't worry at all because if it isn't or if it's not something um, that is in alignment for you, I have many other opportunities to explore my work. Um, the uh, messages and energy that I am sharing is offered at many, many levels, and that is from free content like on this podcast all the way to online um, courses, which are, uh, you know, under $10, and then moving into my uh, more um, uh, standard retreats, which are, you know, at a different price range. So anyway, I love interacting with you guys on every different level. I want to thank everybody for your interaction and your response and engagement on Instagram and for being a part of this sacred journey that is so beautiful. So I am uh, wanting to speak on a topic that is extremely timely right now, and it is uh, something that we ended up focusing on, and I felt that it really was sort of the holy grail of what I ended up working with the girls on in Gozo. And as uh, sacred missions go, when we are called into sacred ceremony or to go on a mystical tour, a mystical mystery tour or mission, the way that it works is we aren't given all the information at the beginning, on the outset. And I feel like uh, part of the reason for this is that if we knew everything in advance, we would either be open to manipulation or to interference, or we would risk not succeeding. There's something about activating this courage and this extreme faith that um, it's in the intention, it's in the commitment uh, that you go into this mystery and show up. And then as you go through the process, you're given the breadcrumbs and they start to form a pattern. And then usually there is a moment where it all seems to culminate into some really expansive, beautiful experience. So um, where, where, where it led us was really to explore and sort of set a foundation of what it really means to be a divine feminine energy on planet Earth. And in order to really explore this and start to step into what it means uh, to be a fully connected, embodied feminine energy, uh, we really need to understand that the origin of women being, um, uh, what I want to say, I want to say women being regarded uh, as less than the divine power that they are started many thousands of years ago. And this was around the time of Christ's embodiment on planet Earth. And it was at this moment that the divine energy was actually uh, usurped and taken out of the spiritual um, uh, information. And it was reversed in some ways. So suddenly the patriarch became the leaders, um, the political systems, the religious systems actually uh, reversed the information about the divine feminine and instead brought forth an entire world system where the masculine was worshipped or considered superior over the feminine energy. And this was by design. This was by design to, um, to usurp the power, 
to uh, take over the control of this earth, of the human being, and to render us uh, disconnected from what it really means to live a, a life divine. So as we regard the Me Too movement, uh, which is uh, so necessary and really a pivotal moment in history where... Uh, the abuses against women are being brought into the forefront and we're really being given the opportunity to look at what has been going on for so many years. Uh, we have to understand that the solution is in the transcendence of this uh, program, this suppression, this implant into the planetary grid. And so... As Einstein has said so eloquently, you can't solve a problem from the same level of thinking that created it. And so while it is very important that uh, these abuses are coming to the forefront and we're understanding that uh, the suppression of women, the abuse of women has been literally rampant throughout our planetary history, we have the opportunity to step into a divine solution. And we must understand that uh, this has been literally implanted in every aspect of our lives. And uh, the masculine has been playing this role that has been presented to it as well. So it's almost as if none of us, no matter which gender, have really understood what it means to be in communion with divine feminine. Now, in addition to being in relationship with the opposite sex or it being part of human divinity to uh, have a masculine and a feminine energy uh, which procreates, uh, we have inside of each of us this energy as well that exists. It's like the inner divine marriage. So the beginning of the transcendence of this implant, of this uh, really untruth that has been suppressed and put onto us, is to recognize that within each one of us, we have both energies. We are uh, both masculine and feminine. The masculine energy is not a, a bad energy or an evil energy or a wrong energy. It is a beloved energy and it is sacred. It is every bit as sacred as the feminine energy. The issue is, is that uh, there has been no presence of the actual divine feminine in life as we know it. So I want to explore a few topics, and there are questions that I have and sort of musings and wonderings, and uh, I want to talk on a few ideas that I had around this subject. And the first one may be of exploring sexuality on planet Earth uh, and what is our opportunity in divinity with this sacred energy that is so powerful? And so we uh, have come from a uh, system or an experience of life where the feminine energy has been preyed upon as an object. Um, she has been abused. She has been violated. She has been raped. She has been molested. Um, and she has... Uh, been the victim of violence uh, throughout thousands of years. I had a very uh, beautiful summer of doing an increase of personal sessions. 
And I have to tell you that within the uh, female population and people that are coming forward, the, uh, the amount, the frequency of sexual molestation is uh, very, very, very high. And I often wonder within my own experience, uh, you know, had I experienced this kind of violence in this way, I probably would have chosen not to share it not to um, align with it. Because there's a part of that experience, it's kind of like, why would you? Why would you want that to be a part of your story? It would seem that my, my natural inclination would be to just disregard it or edit it out. And the issue is um, that many of us have suppressed so much within ourselves that um, we you know, we may have experienced it and we may have literally blocked it out of our out of our life. With these violences, with these traumas, with these experiences, it's very, very difficult to really get to the core of trauma unless we're able to face these experiences and face them in a way where we are able to step out of victimhood and move into... Um, a pure embodiment of uh, really the fact that we are universal creators. So at a very expanded point of awareness, uh, we took this body um, now and previous lifetimes from a point of, uh, of being very conscious that we were going to go through certain experiences. And by agreeing to go through it and then facing it, and having the courage to clear it from the energetic blueprint, we become powerful creators. And when we uh, step into this role or this, um, this stage of energetic expansion, when we clear it for ourselves, we clear it for our entire ancestral line. You may have heard the... Um, the wisdom that stated that it's seven generations forward and back, so future and past. But I would even say now at this multidimensional uh, stage of expansion and integration that it's even beyond that. So when we have the courage to face these traumas, we clear it for ourselves. And in fact, we clear it for all humanity which is a very, very beautiful act. It's a very great act of compassion. And many times when I'm doing sessions, um, people come to me and they tell me their greatest trauma or their deepest pain or hurt. And it's through that lens that I'm first able to recognize the suffering of that individual and not deny the feeling of the human being. Uh, these um, acts that people have lived through that have had the courage to step into an experience are immense. And so after I am in communion with that being from that level and acknowledging the humanity of them, then I can step into the greater perspective. And by stepping into the greater perspective of the universal being, of the oversoul or the innate, as uh, it's called sometimes, uh, I am able to facilitate a perspective 
which shifts to a more uh, multidimensional view. And so uh, as human beings uh, uh, in this spiritual experience, we are spiritual beings having a human experience or multidimensional beings having a simultaneous experience, we can use um, these severe traumas and horrors uh, as the very catalyst to step into the beauty of who we are. So I have shared uh, often that when I was a young girl, I was looking for uh, a loss of paternal love in my own life. And this was by design. It's the design of my life. It was my agreement with my birth father. And I really felt a lack of connection with a father love in my life. And I tried to resolve this by uh, having a lot of sex frequently at a young age. I was trying to make that connection in that way. And it took me many, many years to be able to forgive myself for hurting me, myself, by allowing uh, this sacred energy to be used in that way and to be treated so frivolously and uh, without sacred intent. It was very, very difficult for me uh, to rise out of that. And uh, it actually happened for me in the form of my first true love boyfriend um, who came into my life and really loved me simply for me. And this was a very short relationship, only a month, but it truly was a moment where I was first seen by the masculine uh, with great uh, admiration, reverence, beauty, And uh, this was the turning point of me being able to step into loving myself and uh, being able to experience uh, uh, love as sacred. I had some detours along the way, which led me into some dark experiences, but it definitely was a very key point. I think the masculine energy in its greatest balance is really a defender of the feminine Uh, The masculine, when connected to wisdom, understands that the feminine energy is the eternal creator. She is the giver of life, and she has such a wisdom and, and an ability to govern with compassion, with a lens on good for all. Uh, She has an unlimited, immense ability to hold space for multiple uh, channels of creation simultaneously. And uh, she is designed to uh, nurture, to cherish, to love, and to support uh, her loved ones and life in general to grow and flourish. The masculine role in the uh, masculine-feminine relationship of life is to defend this feminine energy as sacred, not in a way that she needs rescuing. The, in fact, rescue energy is part of the false uh, relationship of a victim-victimizer. So if you have an energy that has to be rescued, you are in fact dishonoring that energy as um, basically demonstrating that you believe that it It is not able to fulfill itself. So it is an incomplete life form that needs to be rescued. The feminine energy is not an incomplete life form. It is a 
immensely, infinitely powerful life form that has enough energy to fulfill itself in all the glory, expansion, power, and beauty that is its divine birthright. Another important aspect to look at and to consider uh, as uh, one of the untruths that has been perpetrated and uh, placed in this awareness of collective humanity is the feminine's um, association with the lunar forces of this realm. So uh, as we know within spiritual uh, wisdom, it is uh, said that the feminine energy is aligned with the moon. Um, she is receptive without her own light. She is but a mere reflection of the solar body, which is the masculine this is awareness uh, that I do not uh, subscribe to and about eight years ago stopped um, interacting with goddess moon ceremonies or a moon focus in any way or shape. It sort of felt illogical to me if you think of the different also truths that we've experienced like one is milk does a body good, or another one is um, that we are superior over animals and have the right to um, eat them without a reverence and participate in this um, very, very dire experience of, of industrial animal agriculture, which carries so much violence and abuse and trauma to the planet and to the animals. Um, if you think into that, why would a uh, feminine planetary body need light from another source? And isn't that just the same reflection of what has been uh, perpetrated here on planet Earth? The, the feminine energy is all-powerful. She is completely fulfilled, completely radiant, and infinite, eternal and she does not need another's reflection for her light. She has her own light inherent in her own life form. And so this is something uh, that I feel we need to meditate on, and we need to really understand uh, even the word lunar means lunatic. And we do know it is actually factual and scientifically proved that there is an increase of uh, uh, um, overbleeding, uh, your menses is in fact um, uh, stimulated uh, in excess around the time of the full moon. I know in my own case, I have suffered immensely um, amplified head trauma during the full moon cycles. Many of us feel uneasy, we can't sleep. And I think there is also documented evidence that there is an increase in violence. And you know, this is where the, uh, the wolf man comes from the full moon. Uh, also very interesting, if you're associating the feminine energy with the full moon, and when the, the wolf man gets activated by the full moon, he becomes a crazy, violent uh, life form. So this subliminal is that the feminine energy is igniting the masculine into a state of craziness. So 
that's something to definitely reflect on. Uh, I'm not going to go further into that at this moment. I will uh, later on at some point uh, offer some more information about the moon chain lineages and what that really means in our system. It's interesting to think about what really is sacred sex and what would a sexual union look like? What would be the qualities that would discern it and make it different than the status quo? In our lives right now, sexuality is such an objectification. As women, uh, we are, or feminine energies, we are uh, expected to play roles that are uh, that of a, of the seductress or possibly the perfect whore, um, an energy that would be uh, able to ignite the lust, uh, the absolutely insatiable lust coming from the masculine energy. And it's interesting because we've heard uh, sacred sex spoken of and there, of course, has been the tantric practices of the Vedic lineage. And in my own experience, this hasn't been that useful because if I was going to practice tantric sex, I would need to be in a relationship with a yogi, uh, which I'm not. So it was never really relevant. I think I tried a couple times to enter into those realms, and it just wasn't a language that we really could have between us with my uh, now marriage and or any marriages before. I've been married three times, so this kind of makes me a relationship expert, as I often declare. Uh, but in any case, um, sacred sex, I imagine and I aspire to, uh, would be a sexual union that was ignited from a heart-centered recognition of divinity in the other and I think and feel that sexually we are very far from this experience. My closest technique and tool that I have been able to bring forth to assist in this manner is during the climax when you're having sexual energy is to be able to draw the energy up from the sex organs into the heart release it and expand it and let it even extend beyond the head and the crown. This is a very powerful technique and one that is very simple. It is also one that can be utilized by one partner, even if the other partner is not aware or practicing sexual interactions in the same way. Another really useful technique that I've been able to bring forth is to create the ambiance of an altar within the uh, sexual arena. So this can start with a certain bed cover, uh, an offering of flowers, an anointing of oils, and an experience of sensuality that can be brought forth via uh, beautiful elixirs or chocolate or these kind of uh, tastes that delight the senses in different ways. The other thing that's been the most profound in my sexual relationship in my now marriage of 18 years 
has been the spontaneous creativity that we have uh, experienced between us and with us. So by entering into the experience with the intention of honoring each other as divine and by allowing the energy to spontaneously guide us and lead us in a unique dance each and every time, this has kept the energy between us alive and fresh and new. And um, this is the closest experience to sacred sex that I can speak to at this point in time. I would also offer that, again, your partner does not necessarily have to be experiencing the exchange from the same level that you are. And as uh, powerful creators, we can hold the intention for our partners to transcend into our experience or to vibrate into a new awareness of sexual union. However, it is really important that we remember that our sexual energy as human beings is one of the most powerful forces that is available to us. For me, sexual energy is the same thing as creative energy is the same thing as spiritual energy. I find that in order to balance the sexuality Becoming creative is a very powerful activity to engage. And you will find out that if you are creatively expressing yourself, you will be very balanced and harmonious in your sexuality. It's a very interesting time we find ourselves in at this moment of transcendence and an opportunity to reclaim all that we are. The divine human being is both feminine and masculine within. And what we are endeavoring to experience is the perfect balance of those two energies within our own hearts. Sexual energy is powerful. It is divine. And my intention and hope is to rediscover its purest essence and be able to share that message with the world. I often wonder if there won't be a moment when we are able to gaze upon our beloved and ignite the pure essence of solar love, of eternal light within another being and exchange this sexual energy in that way. However, for now, we are very human in our experience of life. And this uh, use of the body to ignite this spiritual energy is very powerful. I feel if we understand who we are at a deeper level, we can make choices and uh, claim the intention to embody our divinity in greater and greater levels. Right now, we have a severe issue of predatory sexual practices that are being carried out 
against women, against children. And this industry is a billion-dollar industry. So it is our duty and our responsibility to find ways to remember who we are at a very core level and to reclaim and transcend the lower aspects of sexuality that have been playing out on planet Earth for thousands of years. We have the opportunity to transcend this uh, implanted program of lower vibration and rise into the divinity of who we really are. And when we embody that in purity, in beauty, in spontaneity, in creativity, we will bless everyone around us and we will recognize each being as divine, no matter if they are feminine or masculine. And our children are waiting for us to step into the fullness of our divinity. I hope you found some of the concepts and ideas that I presented today to be inspiring. And my wish for you is that you take this awareness into your own meditation and ponder it and contemplate it and discover your own way that you can lift your own experience of sexuality into greater and greater levels of awareness, of beauty, of creativity. Please only take what you find useful for your own spiritual journey. We are all completely unique life forms, and no two life forms experience will be the same. So please take what is useful for you and leave the rest. I am going to be in Miami November 8th through the 11th, teaching on these aspects and more during a three-day retreat at the Sacred Space. There are still some tickets left at Conscious City Guide slash The Beloved Retreat, or check out my Instagram for the link at Srimati. It's been beautiful communing with you across the airwaves. Until next time, I'm sending you and your loved ones immense grace, beauty, and creativity. And remember that even if no one else believes in you, that I believe in you to find your way into living your most expanded life. How could it be otherwise? for you are a divine emanation of God. Until next time, namaste. If you're feeling some healing and you enjoyed the show and the content I presented, please donate at patreon.com. You can join the community for a monthly recurring donation or make a one-time donation in support of my show. I greatly appreciate all the support from that community. All my love.